You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I always keep it funny and I keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up with the latest reality TV tea, go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach or just join our private Facebook group by clicking that link in the description below because I love to make your life easy. So today's a very special episode for me because not only is it the kickoff of our 10th official season of Hashtag No Filter, but it's also my 300th episode. That's five years, 10 seasons, 300 episodes, and just so much tea that has been spilled. Who knew that like talking about Kardashians and Housewives would bring me so much joy and who it would bring so much joy to like my hearts and your hearts. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Mean it. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. It just makes my heart bigger than like a Kardashian's booty. And I'm eternally grateful. And I couldn't celebrate without one of my all-time favorite reality TV legends. She was the devious sister that I wish I had and loved to look up to. She's iconically blonde, but she's no dummy. You may remember her from VH1's Rock of Love, Charm School, I Love Money, or Megan Wants a Millionaire. Please welcome the Megan Hauserman. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. So great and so like blessed to be in your presence via Zoom today. <laughs> I feel the same way. I was watching back a lot of the I Love Money and Charm School clips and your your one-liners, like when you guys walked into Charm School and Heather came out and you're like, she's in like this stripper rocker outfit. It was so good. Like, and they played you guys on like all of those like VH1, like the soup and all of those reality like clip recaps, you were always, I remember you were always making the the clips. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. So what have you been up to since we last saw you on VH1? Because I think the last <laughs> show we saw you as a regular on was Megan Wants a Millionaire, which ended up getting canceled. So can you update people on like what has been going on since what, like 2011? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been what, 10, almost 10 years now. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I live in Florida. I am a full-time mom. I'm married. So that keeps me pretty busy. Did you find, did Megan find her millionaire? Megan did find her millionaire. (laughs) I've seen your hubby on Instagram and he is a hottie. Thank you. Probably hotter than any of the guys you would have found on Megan Wants a Millionaire. I'll say that. Okay, yeah, he, he's definitely a better fit for me. That's for sure. Although I did give them a try. <laughs> Are you still close with Brandy C? Or who from those VH1 days have you kept in touch with? Uh, you know, me and Brandy C don't get to see each other very often, but um, we are still friends. And when we talk to each other, it is like not a second has passed. We have such a deep friendship that it doesn't matter if we don't see each other for 10 years. We are like this. We're, we're tight. Is there anybody else that you've kept close with since then? Um, I wouldn't say close, but I would say I still talk to Jessica. I still talk to Lacey sometimes. So, you know, just... We, we've kept in touch. Do you miss those reality TV days? 
Or are you uh, like, my life is so much better now that I have like a husband and a kid and like, you know, it's so different now. Um, I would say, you know, it's different. <laughs> it's good, but it's different. I mean, it was great. I do miss it. I miss parts of it. Um, but I have a great life now also. So if somebody came to you tomorrow and they're like, Megan, we want you to do a competition show, would you do it? Uh, no, I wouldn't do it tomorrow. I wouldn't. As much as I miss it and as much as I loved it, I my priority is my, my son right now. And I wouldn't trade one day with him for anything in the world. If you called me five years from now, <laughs> that would be different. But right now, my only focus is my son. What about like a real housewives sort of show? Would you ever do something like that? <laughs> I am as big of a housewives fan as you. I love Andy Cohen. And um, you know what? I, I wouldn't even be able to do it. I wouldn't because I, I just, I'm just focusing on my baby right now. <laughs> as you should be. I remember when we watched you, I think it was on E! True Hollywood Story. And we saw you with your baby bump getting ready to give birth. Like that was such a, a moment. Yeah. And now here we are five years later, right? Yeah, no, he's actually six years old, so he's not really a baby, but oh I still gosh. call him my baby. And, you know, I'm just like a hands-on mom. You know, I, I know that I'm never going to get that time back with him. And so I just value like every second of it. And so I wouldn't trade it for anything. I love that. So I did have hoops on this show. And when I had her on, she gave me a little insider scoop into I Love Money. So you guys were on the first season of I Love Money together. And so when she was on the show, she told me that before even joining, the producers told her that the show was set up to have White Boy win. And so her winning that first season totally threw them for a loop because they were they were setting it up so that he would take home the prize and get his own spinoff show. Now, you were one of like the masterminds kind of pulling the strings on that show which you're iconic for at this point <laughs> were you savvy to the fact that they were planning to have white boy win the show you know that's interesting that you say that because producers had a tendency to tell different things to different people mm. and i was specifically told that they did not want him to win the show so they told me from the very beginning they wanted a girl to win. And when it came down to the two of them, they wanted her to win. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Did you ever think you had a chance at winning any of the competition shows? Or do you feel like the producers threw you in to kind of just stir the pot? Um, I think everyone was different. I mean, I know I certainly was never supposed to win Rock of Love. The only reason they put me on there was so that they would have a reason to throw me off. They knew I was already on another reality show and I came with my, my own reason to be eliminated, which makes things easy for them. You know, if you either make your or make a reason for yourself or they have to create one for you, which is a lot of work for them. So coming with my own reason, they like loved it. So I was never supposed to win that show. And then um, Charm School, you know, they came to me and Brandy before we even started filming Charm School and told me they didn't want me to change my character. I had no chance of winning, that I was just supposed to be supporting Brandy on the show, who was an option to win. Um, so I don't know, you know. <laughs> Were you surprised with how Rock of Love ended up? Because, like, he didn't end up with any of the ladies from the first 
three seasons. And then we ended up seeing him come back to like his baby mama. Were you surprised or did you know from the beginning that like he wasn't really interested in love? You know what? He is such a good actor. He really is. <laughs> he made every girl on there feel like they could win the show and that he like was in love with all of them. He was like really, he was great. So at the beginning, I really thought that it was real because of how seriously it seemed that he was taking things. But then um, when I got eliminated is when I finally realized that it was all bullshit, you know? <laughs> mm. And that's when you had that moment so, of saying like, no, no, no. And I remember you said on yeah, Lacey's show that yeah, it was like edited. I actually, in that moment, I was saying like, this isn't real. This isn't real. And I was like, no, this is all fake. And that's when they like edited all that out. It just made me look like I was standing there shaking my head. Um, but I would overhear him saying things like this is going to make for a good season and different things that made it seem like, you know, that was really his priority. So you also, a lot of fans had a lot of questions about your relationship with white boy because it was a lot, a lot of flirtation <laughs> that we saw on I Love Money. Can you give me a little scoop on what actually went down between the two of you? And have you talked to him at all recently? No, I haven't spoken to him in probably in probably almost 10 years now. I mean, um, right after I Love Money, we went out a few times in Miami, but nothing ever like, you know, came out of it. You haven't run into him at all? Are you guys both? Well, I don't know how, no. how far you Miami guys are. It's like an hour. It's like an hour away from me. You know, I never go down that way. So no, I've never run into him. See, I used to think he was a cutie back in the day. I don't love all the hair. He has like lots of long hair and a beard. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not my vibe. His best uh, look was back in the day when he had his shaved head. He had like big muscles, you know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely knew him in his prime. (laughs) For sure. Um, Can you give me a little scoop as to what went down between you, Brandy C, Toasty, and Pumpkin on I Love Money? Because there was a scene where we saw that you guys were all in the alliance together, which was masterf- masterfully put together by you. And then eventually we see you kind of standing outside doing an interview. And then before we know it, we see the girls <laughs> screaming and there's this massive food fight going on inside. But it seemed like it was cut so out of context. Can you let us know what led up to that food fight and how it all, how that alliance broke down? Um, well, when it got down to, you know, less people in the house, they basically turned on us, me and Brandy, um, they went to pumpkin and toasty went to like hoops and real and told them that like me and Brandy were trying to get rid of them. And, um, you know, just basically trying to like save their own asses. So, um, I think, you know, like I wasn't surprised, but Brandy was really like friends with them. So she was like Mm -hmm. hurt by their betrayal. And I think that's what started like some argument between them and Brandy. And then I heard the yelling from outside and then I had to go help my friend, you know? Do you think they actually had a chance at winning pumpkin or toasty? No, they had no chance at winning zero because uh, I don't know if you remember the episode where Brandy quit mm-hmm. at the very end. Um, actually, the producers told Brandy to quit because they were going to have uh, they had a plan that then they were going to say that there has to be three people at elimination. So uh, the producers had that whole thing planned. When they knew me, one of 
you know, mm -hmm. us were going home. They didn't want me to be stuck there and outnumbered. So they set it up for her to quit so that pumpkin or toasty would then wind up getting eliminated. So they were and your own elimination, which you, you ended up quitting because they brought everybody back as a jury. That was real though. Unfortunately, that was real. And you know what? I was just like, I, I was, that was a bad, I, that was a bad decision. <laughs> but don't you think because they would have eliminated you though? I did think that, but they were not going to. And I didn't realize that till the next day. And they had me stand up there quitting for like at least 20 minutes before I like sobered up. They were literally telling me, Megan, stop. No, like over and over again for 20 minutes. And I finally like started coming around. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not quitting. And then it was just too late. I had to, you know. And so then, yeah, the next day they told me that it was just set up to make it look like I was the one getting eliminated and it was going to be a white boy getting eliminated. And it was supposed to be so me and Hoops in the finale. Uh, do you think you could have taken Hoops? She's pretty, like, athletic, and they had a lot of, like, athletic challenges that yeah. day. Right, but they didn't design that final um, challenge until they knew who was going to be in it. So they would have made it a little bit more fair because they wouldn't want, you know, like one person to be completely crushed by the other person. So they would have changed what the challenge would have been depending on who the final contestants would have been. How often were you guys taping the challenges in between each other? Because I feel like you guys had off days, right? Where you didn't have to shoot. <laughs> we had off days. Yes. So we would um, do a challenge day. And then that night we would like party like crazy. Then the next day we would like sober up and prepare for like the next challenge. So it was like a system that we had going. <laughs> Interesting. It was a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. I would love to do like an I Love Money style show now. It was I was bummed to see them all kind of go. I know they try to do like I Love Money for um but I feel like that era of reality TV just kind of, it, it died off. And, you know, now we have like Kardashians and Housewives and, you know, we'll see what Netflix brings to our lives moving forward. Mm -hmm. So how did Megan Wants a Millionaire come to be about? Because Heather, I know when she was on Lacey's show, suggested that you had like a really close relationship with the producer and kind of manipulated your way into getting your own show. But I remember you mentioned saying that it was right after Charm School that the producers came to you with the idea. Yeah, when I hear like things like that, it makes me just like laugh because it's just completely ridiculous. They don't know anything about me. They don't know anything that how it happened. Right. But uh, in reality, what happened was on Charm School, when Sharon asked us what we wanted to be when we grew up, and I said that I wanted to be a top-of-the-line trophy wife, that was the moment that the producers got the idea for the show. And when I was eliminated from Charm School, when I was walking into the car, a female producer came up to me and said, I love that idea. I'm going to make it happen. And I was like, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> and then it happened. A couple of months later so it had nothing to do with any made-up relationship that anybody thinks you know is going on it's ridiculous um it was just like i randomly said something and it just gave them an idea and they left it do you think heather was just upset 
that, you know, you kind of came for her pretty hard on Charm School and I Love Money? No, you know what? I tried to be friends with Heather so many times and, you know, she's just a hater. So, I, I mean, I don't even care about Heather. I, don't, I have no opinion on the whole thing, really. So I feel like on Charm School, you were, I was surprised to see you get eliminated so early on. Did you think you were going to be in the game a little longer? Um, well, because I knew that I was not a contestant, um, like an option to win the show. I knew I wasn't going to make it to the very end. Um, but I was surprised that I was eliminated so early. But I guess because I really didn't take it seriously at all, yeah. you know, that they eliminated me when they did. Did you negotiate? I know Lacey's talked about how she went into charm school negotiating a higher rate to do the show. Did you become savvy to negotiating your pay when it came to taking on the next show? Um, no, I didn't. Uh, not on that show, I didn't, no. Interesting. I feel like you would be one of the <laughs> ones that would be like holding out and you'd be like, I'm not coming on the show until you give me this. Um, well, because on the, even, I mean, what would that have really changed? You know, like a couple yeah. thousand dollars here or whatever. I mean, how much did she really get? Did she get an extra hundred thousand dollars? I don't think so. <laughs> no. I mean, to argue back and forth about a little bit of money is just, you know, it's a waste of my time. Do you feel like on the show, Sharon Osborne, who was like the host and the, I mean, what would you even call her? She was like the one that kind of would set you guys in line I mean, she was the host, yeah. but I feel like there's a more appropriate term for that. I, I mean, she was never really there. We didn't see her. She didn't live in the house. It wasn't like Brett being in the house all the time. She came in for challenges to hope to judge them. She was really like a judge and to just, you know, instruct the eliminations. We never really saw her, but yeah, she, you know, I could tell she didn't like me from the beginning. She was another hater and, <laughs> you know, I don't, a lot of people thought that your fight with her at the reunion was staged. Was that, did that actually happen or was that something that was planned ahead of time? Um, well, I like, okay. So in regular episodes, all the shows it's unscripted, you know, like anything could happen, but when it comes to the reunions, it's completely scripted mm. except for that, except for that. So you were ready um, for whatever was to come, but you didn't expect her to charge at you. No, I knew she didn't like me, but when it comes to the reunions, it's completely scripted. As in, there's a time frame that you're going to be there. Um, you know what questions you're going to be asked. You practice them, your answers with the producers. You know what they want you to say. Um, so when I got up there and I like knew that she had just done a couple of interviews where she said some negative things about me, I was just up there to do my job, answer my questions. And really the main thing I was at the charm school reunion for was to announce my show. You know, me and Brandy had gotten there and we were backstage celebrating because that was supposed to be the announcement of my show that day. And we were only supposed to have like 30 minutes. So we started filming and because of Sharon, she was like five hours late to the set. We wound up celebrating <laughs> for about five hours. So I was really like in no condition to be on that stage. Um, but I still knew my lines. I knew what I was supposed to be saying. And when she went off script and said something negative to me, 
I said something to her and she went crazy. And no, that was, that was completely real. So why did it get edited out of the reunion? Because we only saw like a little snippet of it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's all I can tell you. (laughs) Would you, if she (laughs) called you up tomorrow and she's like, hey, Megan, let's grab drinks. Would you actually entertain the idea or would you be like, no, thanks? Uh, I mean, that would like never happen in a million years. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, no, I would not. No, I definitely would have to turn that invitation down. So no more. Sharon's just completely out of your sphere. You're not like watching the talk every day. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think, I know on your YouTube channel, you started to release some of the episodes, the earlier episodes of Megan Wants a Millionaire. Did you ever get to see the entire series? And will we ever get to see those episodes? I never got to see them. And I had the first five episodes in my closet for 10 years and never looked at them. And then just recently, um, when I made an Instagram and I just felt like such a warm welcoming from people, like so much love from fans from over 10 years ago, I was like really surprised actually. And, um, it just made me like pull them out and want to like post them and, um, unfortunately the second and third episode got taken down off YouTube like right away, but the other ones are on there and no, I never got to see the rest of them. And I don't think anybody will ever get to see them. <laughs> so the, but the first five minus two and three are up there. Yeah. So what did we miss in the, in the final episodes that we didn't get to see? Like who, how did the, the storyline kind of progress and who did you end up choosing? Um, you know, I didn't choose who I wanted to choose. Um, and who I did choose was TJ. Mm -hmm. And, um, what you guys missed, I would say, um, well, the final three was Punisher, TJ and Ryan. And when it came down to the final three, you know, I really wanted to choose Ryan. And I, um, I did not want to choose TJ because I just like, didn't feel like any connection there. And I told the producers, like, I just don't want to choose TJ because up until that point, um, when there was an elimination, you know, they would come to me and say like, who do you want to eliminate? And I would tell them like a couple people and they would say like, we have a really good storyline to eliminate these three people. Do you mind if we eliminate them? And I would say, no, you know, that's fine. Because like, they can't just eliminate someone because, you know, for no reason. They have to be able to explain to the audience by something they caught on camera, a reason for, for that elimination. They have to have like a story to be able to portray of why that person is eliminated. So, up until the end, I thought that I had an opinion <laughs> on who was eliminated and who was not eliminated. Um, so when it got down to the final three and I said, you know, I really don't want to pick TJ. And they were like, oh, no, that's who you're picking. <laughs> I was surprised. 
<laughs> um, but I was basically explained that it was up to me if I wanted to ruin my show. You know, that's up to you if you want to ruin it. No problem. If that's what you want to do. <laughs> if you don't want to have a second season, that's okay. You pick who you want. <laughs> um, so, you know. Did you have any contact? Did you have any contact with TJ after the show had wrapped? Um, I did see TJ one time after the show wrapped, but you know, it, it just it wasn't like a good uh, match yeah. between us. What was your plan after taping the show? Because I remember you mentioned on Lacey's show that you had interest in Ryan and planned <laughs> to date him after the show had finished taping. Did you think that it would have gone somewhere? Would you have done a second season had it gone somewhere? Um, well, you know, I signed a three season contract. <laughs> mm. So I was planning on, yeah, I keep filming. I was planning on it. So what was your, because I remember you mentioned that um, right after being eliminated, Ryan had immediately gotten married to Jasmine. What was kind of going through your head coming out of the show? Because your intention was to to stay in contact <laughs> with him. So what kind of went through your head when you heard the news that he had now gotten married so quickly after doing the show, doing Megan Wants a Millionaire? Well, you know, when it, when it was the final um, episode that we filmed in LA and um, Ryan's dad came there, Punisher's dad was there and TJ's mom was there and both my parents were there. And we all spent the day together and we did an episode um, where they brought in a marriage counselor and they had a marriage counselor with me and each of the final contestants and my parents. And we had like a therapy session. <laughs> it was really entertaining. I wish people finally got to see that. Um, but it was at that episode, you know, like um, me and Ryan, we're talking a lot during filming, you know, that would outside of being filmed, you know, and, um, he knew that I wanted to pick him and, um, on that episode when our parents were there and then I came to the conclusion that I had to eliminate him. I really couldn't give him any warning for that at all. And, you know, in front of all our families, I had to eliminate him. And it was very difficult, you know, like I was crying, he was crying. He, he couldn't even believe it was happening. Like I was like, you know, your credit is denied or whatever I had to say with these gigantic yeah. scissors. And uh, he was just like, like, I don't believe you. He kept saying like, I don't believe you. Like this has been happening. And I was like, I have, yeah, like you have to go, you know? He was really upset. And um, when he left, we only had a couple days left of filming and we were flying to Mexico that night to film the finale. And he was like calling me nonstop. But you know, I have cameras everywhere in my bedroom. I have, you know, mics on everywhere. I was like, I cannot explain to him what happened right now. <laughs> I'll call him in like two days, you know? Yeah. What could happen in two days, right? So he was blowing up my phone nonstop for two days while we were in Mexico. I filmed the finale 
I got back and he calls me when I get like to my hotel and he's like, right. I was going to, I, my plan was explaining to him what happened, you know, that I couldn't pick him that, you know, I'm sorry. I felt bad. I really did feel bad. And, um, the first thing he said to me was, I just want to tell you that I met my soulmate (laughs) in three days. I was like, what? (laughs) And he's like, I met my soulmate. I got married and he used to tell me, like, we used to talk all the time. He would always tell me like, he was really into signs and he was really believed in, you know, things that were meant to be. So he's told me that he met this girl and um, she got, put her phone number in his phone. And when he looked at it, she also put her birthday in and they had the same birthdays. And that was a sign from God that they were meant to be together. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, that's what it is. <laughs> that does not sound like a so sign. That like, sounds like the opposite of a sign. Having to share your birthday so, with your significant other. Um, so I just was like, okay, well, have a nice life. Like, I'm not explaining nothing to you now. Yeah. <laughs> you just go on your way. <laughs> um, so I really never got to, like, explain to him what happened. And he, you know, he thought that it was, like, all fake between us. He thought that it was just manipulated for the show and for his emotions. And, um, he, like, I think that was like this real start to like a downward spiral for him mentally was not being able to trust his perception of what he thought was real and not real. Right. And so how did you, because then obviously in the the coming months is when he ended up murdering Jasmine and committing suicide. What for you, because I feel like you were at the height of your reality TV career. You had your own show. You signed a three season contract deal with the network. So then seeing that all kind of not just come tumbling down in terms of like career wise and seeing the show get pulled, but like even just personally knowing this person and getting so close to him and then seeing that he was capable of something, what went through like your mind and how did you move yourself out of that place? It took a long time. (laughs) I would say it took 10 years um, to really like deal with all the complex emotions that you know come along with being close to someone that turns out to do something horrible like that on top of um you know just like something i worked so hard on which is filming that show and it being like a race you know it's like people got to see something that i I put like my whole life into um, that it, it was like, it wasn't even like, you know, it was like over, it was like, it never happened, you know, that like yeah. made it worse because it was like VH1 erased everything to do with it. Nobody wanted, you know, anything to do with it. Every contract I had, every opportunity I had, every, anything I had planned was all over with in every area, you know? <laughs> um, and I mean, it took a long time to, to recover. And what, like, did, 
Did you go to therapy? Did you like, what did you do? Because I imagine that also like makes an impact on like your own uh, perception of your self-worth, knowing that your face and name were attached to this show that has now been erased and VH1 really tried to get rid of that entire era. I mean, and I, and I felt responsible. I didn't feel completely yeah. responsible, but I did feel partly responsible because um, when I met Ryan, he was a different person than he was at the end. And I feel like maybe if he never was on that show, you know, that wouldn't have, I mean, I feel bad for, for him, for what happened to him, for, for him, like, you know, falling apart from like a right. nice, I don't know. I just feel bad about all of it. <laughs> I mean, understandably. So, what? I said understandably. And plus it was scary. I mean, you know, I was planning on dating him. So it's scary to know that like you were going to, maybe put yourself in a similar situation. So there was like a lot of different aspects that were traumatizing. <laughs> Did the scandal jade you from wanting to do any reality TV moving forward? Um, no, but you know what? I just didn't feel like myself at all. I just felt like I just didn't feel like myself anymore. So I just like came to Florida. I just like isolated myself for many years and I like, I just, um, I couldn't like, I don't know. I just needed some time. I mean, it was, it was a lot and it's nice to see you kind of come back out. You have your, your YouTube channel, your Instagram. We kind of get to see all of these stars <laughs> that we loved back in the day coming back into our media on, on our phones. Um, what would you say was like your favorite and least favorite show to do? Um, well, I would say my favorite show to do would be my own show. And uh, one aspect of that would be that I didn't have to be scared of being eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't realize that like, there's like this tense anxiety when you're filming the other show. Because like, when it's like, is it my turn? Like, it's like scary, you know, almost like me and Lacey before um, Charm School eliminations, we would sit in the hallway. And she would be like, it's like you're on a roller coaster and you're like, it's like tick, tick, tick to the top and you don't know like yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> so there's like a lot of anxiety filming. But um, other than that, I would say I Love Money. It was so much fun. It was like being at a summer camp, but with alcohol in like this beautiful paradise. It was, it was a lot of fun. And what would you say was your least favorite? Probably Charm School. <laughs> really? It wasn't fun. Yeah, because we just came off Isle of Money, which was like so fun. There was guys there and there was, you know, and then Charm School was just like a whole bunch of bitches yeah. <laughs> fighting with each other. It wasn't fun at all. What would you say was your like most and least favorite parts of doing the shows? I mean, obviously you said elimination, but was there like, was there producer prodding that kind of, you know, made it easier or more challenging to get through the seasons? Um, like at the beginning, I didn't really know that the, you know, it would be in my best interest to just, you know, if they came and suggested something to you, <laughs> you should take that suggestion. Um, so I think that made it easier as I realized, like, wait a minute, this is like a, 
you know, helpful. Was the note in Rock of Love, I remember, I think it was Peyton, she left a note for Brett that you ended up like taking and hiding and denying having anything to do with. Was that a producer thing or was that a you thing? Um, I think she wrote Brett. Actually, I can't remember that happening at all, but uh, that was probably a me thing. (laughs) Yeah, I remember she wrote like this heartfelt note to Brett and then left it on his, or what was supposed to be his bedroom, which I, was he actually living in the house with you guys? No, no. Every night he would leave and he would say like, oh, I'm going to um, the studio to record or whatever. And then he would come back like the next day. He never slept there. Mm. What would you say, because I feel like that was like the peak era of reality TV. What would you say it takes to make like a great reality star? Because (laughs) you did go down in history. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I would say... You just can't worry about the haters, you know, just don't worry. Don't like care about who judges you. Just have fun and just be yourself and be funny. And, you know, that's it. Do you feel like you had to play up a character on the shows or were you pretty true to who you think you are in real life? No, I'm actually not like that at all in real life. Um, I would say, I mean, we knew we were making a TV show, you know, you can't be boring there. So I would say I like elaborated on some aspects of my personality that would, you know, you can't get away with in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Any regrets about any of the shows? You know what? One thing I actually do regret and that on I Love Money, I don't know if you remember this, but um, me and Boston and Brandy were like friends. We were in a roommate and we wound up having to like turn on him and vote him into the box, I think. And I actually always felt really bad about that because that was not our plan at all. And I got pulled aside by a producer and they said, who are you going to be voting against? And they were like, no, you have to vote out, out Boston. And I never got to tell him that. And he was so pissed off and at, even at the reunions he would like hated me he hated me so much i could never even tell him that because he was like it was really i felt really bad actually because he was a really nice guy i didn't want to do that but they said like we had to do that so sorry sorry boston <laughs> <laughs> Is it interesting to see how everyone's lives have played out now some are married some have kids some have businesses mhm what did you say? <laughs> I, said, I said, is it interesting to see everybody's lives oh, play is out it now? Interesting? Yeah, after all these years. Interesting. I thought you said it is interesting. I'm like, yes, it's very interesting. Well, because they, cause like, if I, you think about it, like after, you know, once that, for most of them, once that 15 minutes was over, we didn't really think we would see them again. But now social media has really brought everybody back to the forefront. Yeah, you know what? I'm so proud of actually Lacey. She's doing a great job on that project of hers. It's really interesting, I think, to hear from all of the, um, you know, different contestants. And she's doing a really good job. I'm proud of her. I love the show Talk of Love by, with Lacey. It's it's good. I love getting to keep up with everybody. I loved getting to chat with you today, Megan. What else? What is your YouTube channel and your Instagram handle for people to follow? And what else do you have going on that we can support? My 
Instagram channel. Wait, no, my Instagram handle. I'm new to Instagram. So this is a new thing for me. I haven't been on the internet since MySpace. No, I um, it's Miss Megan Hauserman. Yes. I just made it. I'm still learning how to use it. You know, if anybody has any advice, you can just send me a message. <laughs> You need to go live. If uh, I could give you a piece of advice, you need to go. I don't go, even know what that means. You need to go live. What does live. that mean, go live? What? Like what where you actually mean? are on Instagram and you're broadcasting live from your phone. Oh, then okay. people can ask you questions and they can interact with you. I think people would love that if they got to do that with you. Okay. All right. You might have to help me with that one. But um, Okay. <laughs> and then as far as my YouTube channel, yeah, I just made a YouTube. I've been posting some, you know, funny things and different videos and some old episodes. So you can subscribe to my YouTube, Megan Hauserman. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, uh, actually. <laughs> I think it's Megan Hauserman official. Oh, Megan Hauserman official. I'll put the okay, links in the good. description. So if anybody's <laughs> listening, they can just click the link and go give Megan a follow and support her. And are there any other projects you have in the works or you're just full-time mommy? I am a full-time mommy. I love it. Um, you know, I am trying to be the best mommy I can possibly be, something I never thought would actually happen. But now I'm taking it very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, it. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I love it. Thank you so much, Megan. I really appreciate you calling in and celebrating my 300th episode with me. I was like, who do I want to have on this show? I was like, Megan. She was like, it's Aww. all about reality TV. So I need to have like the one that the one person that I always think of when it's like that golden era of reality TV. And that was you wow. with manipulating all this, honored. everybody on I Love Money and then even kicking Brandy M on Charm School. Also great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Megan everybody go give Megan a follow at Miss Megan Hauserman on Instagram check out her YouTube channel the link is in the description below you can follow me at Just Plain Zach or the show at No Filter with Zach we always have really funny memes uh, we are always spilling lots of hot tea especially in our private Facebook Facebook group, which is also linked below. So if you want to stay up to date, go and give us a follow. All right. I'm going to go probably have some drinks and watch a little more. I love money because it is just giving me life right now to rewatch all of these reality shows, but get ready. 10 season of hashtag no filter kicks off today. Lots of new episodes to come. We have pop culture breakdowns on Monday and unfiltered interviews on Wednesday. So please listen and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Roku, we're everywhere. All right, you're not going to want to miss it. I will talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye.